Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kingdom Conscience Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Selena Gilbuy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Listen, I want you to visit our website. Have you yet? Thekingdomconscience.com. I need you to go there. Tell somebody about it. We've got our podcast there. We've got some merchandise there for you to purchase. We would absolutely love it if you would go and visit and tell us what you think, okay? Now let's get into today's conversation. Come on, let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Kingdom Conscience Conversations podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is part two of my love language. We're going to do a part two today. We have our special guest today. Pastor JB is in the house. Everybody say hello. Hello, all. (laughs) He decided to join me. Well, I guess I asked him to join me today. So we can kind of do a part two of this love language situation. Uh, He did take the test. If you listen to our podcast before, I said I was going to have him take the test. So So how how did you fare in your test, Pastor B.? I fared words of affirmation, um, 33%, quality time, 27%, physical touch, 23%, acts of service, 17 and receiving gifts, zero. Whoa. Okay. And just, <laughs> just to remind our audience, uh, my test, my highest was receiving gifts, which was 30%. Words of affirmation was 27%. Acts of service, 27%. Quality time, 13%. And physical touch, 3%. So, Pastor Bowie, what did you think about that? Well, I think there may be some uh, bias in the quiz when it asks what's (laughs) more meaningful. Uh, When you look at what's more meaningful, it's relative, depending on the time and the space that you're in. If you're in a desert and somebody asks you, do you want a thousand dollars or a glass of water? Uh, you might take that glass of water over that. So it depends on where you're at at that time. So I think, you know, that that quiz can show you where you feel like you're not getting something where you, you know, where this is an area where you want to see your partner um, your spouse do better. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, I and honestly, you know, like last time I said, I didn't know whether I should be embarrassed or how I should feel. You know, we all know that physical touch is very important in a marital relationship. <laughs> He's holding up three fingers. He said 3%. Three percent. I mean, you know, but I did say, how do you feel about the fact that sometimes, you know, the way people respond is kind of just the way they've been brought up, you know, so you have to work. You have to work on that. Right. You have to work on that. But you also have to know your spouse. I believe that fulfilling number one on your list gifts. And it's not just with you just giving you expensive gifts. Right. It's really the time and the effort and the energy you put into it. So it's really the thought of it. Whereas I'm a person like, uh, 
you know, here's a gift card, you know, instead of going to the store and picking you out something that you, I don't think you're going to like anyway. Right. Well, I mean, you, but you, you don't even put forth the effort. So I, this is the I, thing, putting forth the effort to even if I don't like it, oh, man, he went in the store and he actually tried to pick something out instead of, oh, I'll well, just give you, you the know, The time that I have, or, though, yeah. and went to the store, I didn't get credit for that uh, action. I got it. What is this? What, what page you think I would like this? <laughs> not every time. Not every time. Come on, not every time. Come on, you're going to give me something? Okay. Well, I'm going to say every time because, you know, if it ain't working, I ain't going to keep trying it. You know, I ain't going to keep trying to do it. And so I have done it very few times, but the few times I've done it, I'm like, what made you think I was going to like this? Okay. Well. It, it ain't like you, it's it's not like you normally like it. So I have to take, you know, uh, one of, you know, Katie, our daughter with me or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do that. Get someone that knows your, what you, there are people, you know, who know what you so, like. So, so I have to do I it differently. So can I ask you this? How long have we been together? Uh, how long? Well, we'll be celebrating 25 years of marriage later on this year. And you still need help? I still <laughs> need help. <laughs> there are people who have known you longer okay. and buy you stuff. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> well, let's stop. <laughs> but I, I really appreciate you um, taking out time to to talk to us today and I thought you know love was it was worth revisiting I I cannot look at these numbers and say you know and I I really didn't need these numbers to know that there's some areas that I can really improve on and I guess my focus today is really encouraging people to you know kind of do a self-evaluation and and if you see an area that you're lacking I'm going to try to do better. Now, I'm not saying that this physical touch is going to move from 3% to 33%. Probably not. But I think ever. I think this quiz is more indicative of the spouse, if, especially like when you look at um, your number one of if they were providing more of that, then maybe that number wouldn't be so high. Okay. So when I look at mine, words of affirmation mm-hmm. that's your highest your 33 percent yes so that's most meaningful to me so that's probably means that i feel like i don't get enough of it okay and that's on me right but at the same token i can't sit there and point fingers at you because you have something on there that's very important to you that is part of your love language and to unlock the best selena to unlock the best spouse to unlock the best that means that i'm not there there are areas where i can improve and so when i look at your list your your list really is a road map to me okay and that list will get me down to the three percent okay but it's, the, it's the road map that i have to go through instead of just trying to get to you know physical touch mm-hmm. no i have to know who you are and i have to put forth this effort and i think that's one thing we fail where we just see what we need and we really don't see what our spouse needs when we really provide what our spouse needs. A lot of what we need will get back. It's planting seed. It's spending energy, spending time, and it's really showing love when I okay, this is what she needs, and so this is what I give. That's really good. That's really good. 
So I'm not, I don't want you to leave this conversation thinking that I'm saying, you know, I don't desire to change. So I am going to put forth an effort. But let's get to the scripture. Um, you know, last week we talked about 1 Corinthians 13. And I read it in the message translation. So are there any points or anything you want to bring out that maybe you thought I didn't or you want to just kind of elaborate on? Well, I'd like to look at it from the NIV. Okay. Um, and really it is, it's, it's really the application of love. It's like how love acts, you know. Right. It's, it's not really a definition. It's like a real world, okay, this is when you know that you're operating in love. And it says that... Uh, because love is a re- action word, right? Right, it's right. what you do. Right. So this is when I know. So love is patient, mm-hmm. you know, which means that it's not, it, it puts up with some stuff. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. So it doesn't put itself over people. Um, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, self-seeking, and it is not easily angered. Now, love, when you love someone, love can, you know, you can get angry with someone, but it's not easily angered. It's not easily provoked. It's not like uh, that person's on eggshells with you. I mean, but there is a point, even with God, where we can anger God. That doesn't mean that God doesn't love us, Mm -hmm. but he can get to the point where, like, man, you ain't got it yet. And I really look at uh, Jesus' interactions with his disciples. And there were actually times where he got on his disciples, like, how long do I have to put up with y'all? Or... Mm -hmm. You haven't got this yet. And I think one of the most um, real world applications that you can look at to see the operation of love is how Jesus dealt with his disciples. He uh, he was there for them. He told them the truth. There was time where he where he rebuked them a time where he rebuked Peter. Um, But he also, uh, you know, restored them Um, when Peter fell. He didn't just leave him out there. No, he restored Peter. And so I think that you can really see a good picture of love. Love is not just, love is not an absence of conflict. Mm. Love learns how to deal with conflict. There's sometimes where you have to have some conversations. Um, there's sometimes where you have to have a conversation with your spouse. There's sometimes where you have to have a conversation with your children. There's sometimes where you have to have a conversation with those who are friends because love does not just ignore everything. Love will address at times, but it's not where it's just always, it's always something. You did this, you did that. No, love is not easily angered. You know, love is patient, but there are times where you will have to have conversations. That's good. And I like what you said about love is not absent of conflict because a lot of times we do, or I can speak for myself, you know, there are things that you would like to say or things not just between you and I, but maybe other relationships. You would like to say things, but you just refrain from doing so, you know, because of the conflict, because of what you think the uh, response will be from the other person. And you're telling me that, you know, what love does is you take that chance of maybe a temporary fallout, um, you know, just to make because you value the relationship that much so do you think it would be is it safe to say that sometimes when we avoid these hard conversations 
maybe you know and just you know overlook things could it be like an absence of love or could it be you know that we're not loving that person enough to go through the hard time what do you, what would you say i would think that we're not as close as we think we are because when you're close you really can talk about whatever needs to be talked about without um just this you you know you're gonna come back together. You know it's gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're in the, when you the closer that relationship is, you can say what needs to be said. And so sometimes we're not as close as we portray ourselves to be because we don't have the conversations that close friends, um, close relationships should be able to have. Mm. That's so true. Sometimes we still have that guard up. Right. And um. A lot of times, you know, I talked about, you know, those people who you love, you you take a little bit more, you push a little bit more for. Um, but let's let's speak to the fact of, you know, God told us that we should love our enemies. And those may not be people you want to push for or. Well, before before you even get to the love your enemies, mm-hmm. well, scripture tells us that if we have a if our brother have an all against us, mm-hmm. that we ought to reconcile that. And so you can't reconcile it without having a conversation. That's true. And so love actually looks to restore and to reconcile. Now, with enemies, that's different. You know, um, you, you love your enemies different because they're against you. But for, for people that are your brothers, you know, those who are close, it looks to get issues settled, okay. not just to ignore things. So what is the love with the enemy then? Love if you're for, not necessarily, you said, you know, love with your brothers to restore and reconcile. But right. if you're my enemy, I don't necessarily want um, to reconcile with you, do I? Well, or to, do I don't know. Loving your enemy is, and when and when I look at love, the thing, the two elements I see that are very important in love is to have goodwill, which means you desire good for a person. Okay. And then doing your part that good can happen to them. Mm-hmm. And so for your enemy, you, you you don't have really have a relationship with them, but you can want good for them. And if you see a situation where you can be a benefit to them, you benefit them. Now you really can't have conversations with your enemy like that. You know, they have to want to be in relationship with you, but you can do things that are good to them. Okay. All right. So another thing that we talked about in um, the previous episode, we gave you four of the Greek terms found in in, in scripture or in biblical studies, I should say, of love. You got your eros love, right? Help me out. You got your philia love or Philadelphia love. You've got your, um, what's the other one? Agape. Agape love. And there's another one that I'm missing. The eros is like the romantic love. So when you talk about loving your neighbors, which love is that? It depends. I mean, no, I'm not your neighbors, but your enemies. Uh, agape. 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 Tell because, us about that. Because Philadelphia love, you like the person. Okay. Well, Ag- agape that's go- a bro- brotherly, brotherly love. love so right? there's the affection there. Okay. 
So agape goes beyond how you feel. Mm. You make a decision to love. You love your enemies. You pray for them that despitefully use you. And so it's hopefully you feel, you know, it, but really it's just a choice that you want. You know what? Even if I don't like what this person is doing, I don't like how this person is treating me. I want what's best for them. I want God to, to change them. I want God to turn their lives around. And so really that love for enemy, is just a goodwill where in your mind you want what's best for them. Even if you don't like how they are, how they are, or how they're treating you. You don't like the way they present themselves. They actually are an enemy. Yeah, and so I hear you saying the big thing with agape is the choice. And and so if you don't take anything else away from this conversation, see that, that, that it's a choice to love. And that's what Jesus did for us, that God gave his son. He chose to love us even in spite of what we've done, even in our sins. He still, he yet loved us and he saw good. He saw our future. The Bible tells us that he has he sees a future for us. You know, he has an expected end that he wants to see. And you can even have compassion on someone when you when you look beyond their actions mm-hmm. and you see the consequences of their action. When you see the results of this road that they're going down, you can actually have some compassion on them. Like you feel, even though they're doing wrong to you, you can feel sorry for them because you know that end road and so you really just begin to you 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 begin to do the good that you can so that you showcase God and then God will you know God will end up deal, dealing with them he says that you know vengeance is mine and so sometimes you know your your enemies are in a dangerous place and when you recognize they're in a dangerous place you can pray for them yeah so choose to love today that's what i want you to take away from that Let's make a choice um, that agape love is I'm going to choose to do those things that are in first Corinthians 13. I choose to be kind. I choose to be patient. I choose not to keep a record. Now, that's a big one. We do that a lot. We right. we keep a record. We we You did this to me. You did that in 1983. You did this and you did that. And we hold it. But as kingdom people of the kingdom, if we're abiding by what the what the word of God says, we're not supposed to hold that thing, we, are we? When it, when it says keep a record, right. it's two different things. Okay. Um, you have to know the people that you deal with. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to hold bitterness and anger for what they've done. Okay. And so I need to know if I can trust you in certain areas. Okay. And if I can't trust you in certain areas, then, you know, it's, it, love is not stupid. Right. You know, it's it's a it's a thing where you make decisions, you make choice. And so if I know that if I allow you to come over, amen, if I if I if I if I allow you to uh, if I know you didn't stole my checkbook, mm-hmm. amen, just because I love you don't mean I'm going to let you I'm going to hide my checkbook anytime you're around. Because I understand that, I understand the type of person you are, but I forgive you. I'm not hold. I'm not just, you know, just bitter, upset and angry. So it does not, it does not go around just only seeing a person for that. Mm-hmm. But it also, you do know you, 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 you're a human right. being, you know, you do understand, um, 
who people are, you know, and you and, and you allow them to grow. Right. You allow them to. You re- just want to kind of remove some of those stumbling blocks. Like if you're a thief, I'm gonna just remove my stuff. Right. Right. So you you know you're not tempted to to fall into that situation again. Right. So it, so 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 when you love someone, loving someone also, you can know a person. Mm-hmm. Loving you can you can know them very well, and so you you protect them from themselves also you know your love you don't put them in 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 bad position you know so um that's why he even talks about love you know will i eat um if me defend my brother you know will i eat no i won't put that in front of him because i know my brother's weaknesses and so i'm not going to put him in a position amen that's not safe for him right and so that's love also and so it's not done out of it doesn't have to be done out of bitterness a lot of things fall down to motive it really deals with motive. So, uh, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I'm bitter, I'm angry, I'm upset, or I'm doing this out of wisdom? Reminds me of the scripture: "As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he." Yes. So those things that are in your heart, you know, they come out as they say. So. And and we really need the Holy Ghost to help us to love. Yes. I yes. mean, it's not uh, agape love is. It is beyond just man's power. It's God's type of love. It's That's unconditional it. love. So right. it's like it's not conditioned upon, you know, how you have been. You know, it's conditioned upon this is how God is. And so we really need the help, you know, of the Holy of Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Yes. That's it. He's our helper. He's our he's our helper. And we thank God for it. And I thank God for you. Thank God for you taking out your time to to be with me. Is there anything else you want to add? I love we? what you're doing. I love Kingdom Conscious. I believe that it is a great thing, and I believe that we need Kingdom content. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I've been telling you is that everything now is content. Everybody has an iPad. Everybody has an iPhone. Everybody has some a Samsung. Everybody has a device, mm-hmm. and these devices are filled with content. And God wants his content out there also. Something that speaks true, something that speaks the essence of God, someone, something that speaks how God is, what God uh, desires, so that people can have true. And so I'm very proud of what you're doing, um, and I'm believing God for great things. Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. So I love you, and I thank you for this time, and thank you all for listening. Until next time. Keep living for the kingdom. Mm-hmm.